Ooh, like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your day? It was good. You already started. Yeah. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> Why you body rolling over there? Turn it off. No. no. You serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay. My day was good. <laughs> how was your day? <laughs> My day they were straight. I just locked myself in my office. Car didn't start? Nope. <laughs> 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 locked myself in the office. Then I uh, got ready to go home on the hottest day in the world, Craig. And my car didn't start. Literally the hottest day in Alabama history, probably. Yeah. Crazy, man. 100 and something degrees outside in the shade. I am so looking forward to the weather. Hmm? Changing. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> and like, I'm looking forward to fall. And I am very excited that we are almost at the end of prepping our house to put a for sale sign in the yard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you ready to get into this week's topic? Because you, yeah, let's like, do it. <laughs> you ain't like you ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. We're two self-care experts, a massage therapist, and a licensed professional counselor, husband and wife, and parents of three, business owners and working professionals who have intimate experience with stress, both professionally and personally. Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional how to live through the stresses in life while learning to be their best in life. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Living a Stress Life. I am your host, Tiffany Story. What up, Doe? This is Lamar Story. What the business be? Yeah, so he is in a space today. No, I'm talking about. <laughs> I think we don't find our people. Oh. We can be free. All Give right. us free. <laughs> <laughs> Something is wrong with him. <laughs> so today we join y'all for another podcast. What episode are we on? Episode eight. Hold on. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, episode eight. I thought you just said we was like episode twelve last week. No, I didn't. First of all, you went here last week to record. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. You <laughs> left me out last week. No, you had to work. All right. Whatever makes you feel better. Oh Lord, <laughs> Mr. King of Petty is back. <laughs> Somebody feels away. Anywho, we are back with episode eight. About four more episodes in this season. And today we are talking about the stress that comes for planning with a recession. Yeah. Yeah, man. So we hate to talk about, well, I won't say hate to talk about recession. You hate to think about it. Yeah. You know, so they say on average a recession comes about every what six to eight years. So on, a- on average, mm-hmm. a recession comes about every six to eight years. Okay. No matter who's in office, who's the president, all of that stuff really doesn't matter. That's kind of like the cycle that the United States is on. So we have a bipolar economy. <laughs> so right now it's kind of <laughs> like we're approaching that. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you do? 
you know, is it something that's going to stress you out? Is it going to become another stressor for you? Um, how do you, what, what steps can you make to prevent stressors that may come about as a recession? Because we're on a slippery slope. Okay. Um, <laughs> this nigga's ego. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, we're going to talk about recession. How do you prepare for the recession? Is there a way to prepare for the recession? You know, what can you do to make life less um, stressful in, um, during this time? Yeah. So I think for us as business owners and and, you know, Parents of three children. Um, uh, we have a high schooler who will soon, within the next two years, be um, out of the house, transitioning into <laughs> adulthood. Hopefully, is it two years? I mean, yeah, he. I mean, he's oh, a tenth grader. Yeah. Wow. And then every two years after that, we get him out. Boom, boom, boom. Not gonna out. Bop, bop, bop. Yes. Let's get up out of her. So. <laughs> You know, I think it's important for us to plan for a recession, especially with Lamar being um, running a massage business, because when people um, are experiencing a recession, they try to eliminate things from their budget that they feel like they don't absolutely have to have. Um, Mm. Although we think we figured out pretty well the last time a recession hit. Um, When was that? I think it was 2008. 2008. Well, yeah, 2008. Oh, man, it's 2019, so what, it's been, what, 11 years? Mm-hmm. So, well, um, we didn't come out in 2008. That oh, was I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I remember that, and one of the things that I, I really remember is that I think I was still at Ross Bridge, mm-hmm. and people were like, oh, my God, you know, what if people stop getting massages and whatever? Unfortunately... Uh, um, we actually branched out in 2008, if you if you remember correctly. That's when we opened up our first little spot at uh, Salon in the Mix in Alabaster. It was 2010. 2010. Oh. Yeah. But um. But Sorry. yeah, we had <laughs> <laughs> we we actually made it through, and I don't know, like because the massage industry is different. Cause you have you have your clientele that need massage. Then you have the clientele that look at massage as a luxury thing, and they only do it like birthdays and anniversaries. Mm-hmm. But you have people who get massages regularly, like once or twice a week, for personal maintenance. Whether it's stress relief, um, they're dealing with certain aches and pains, or is it, or if it's just a part of their healthy lifestyle living. And their self-care. workout routine and self care and their workout routine is just a part of what they do. So, and most of the time, those people are um, they're well off, you know. So they have it in their budget; it's priority for them. Mm. So they might do that instead of getting a new pair of J's. They's like, you know, instead of getting some Jordans for three hundred dollars, <laughs> I'm gonna get me a package of three one hour massages. Or I two don't packages. know too many people buying new J's anyway. So I mean, not they don't even have to be J's these days. I mean, what Yeezys and all these Red other bottoms. shoes. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
you know, so it's about what, what you prioritize uh, for yourself. And that, and that can be a stressful time for some people. So we often we can see some new clients who are stressed and it was like, I need to figure out how to lower my blood pressure at this moment because this stress is getting to me. So it's just all about the type of clientele you have when it comes to the massage industry. And then, you know, haircare industry. So I talked to a barber yesterday and we were talking about the recession and, you know, he said the way, one thing they one way they prepare for it is you might have clients that typically get a haircut once a week. They might fall back to once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, so what they do is try to build up their clientele so they have a steady rotation of people getting those haircuts. Yeah. You know, so they don't have to depend on that person coming back every week because you already know they're going to fall back during that time. Mm-hmm. But people still want to look good, you know, so... There's ways to prepare, and the, the important thing is preparation. So a lot of people, when I when I talked to the barber yesterday and I, I brought up the recession, he's like, oh, man, I, I ain't really been looking at the news. You know, sometimes you got to you got to keep up with this stuff, Tell especially me. if you own a business, and he owns a business. And um, you got to keep up with what's going on around you because um, you got to know when to hold and when to fold. You know what I mean? It's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> That's good teaching. Teaching, Matt. So, um, today we're gonna start with talking about how you can prepare, and we're gonna give you a few tips. And so, we're gonna give you um six tips, and these tips come from the Penny Hoarder. Uh, they did an r- article recently, um, just saying the next recession is coming, and how do you get prepared? today in preparation for the recession um and they they talked about this actually back in the spring um but it's just now really being talked about um in mainstream media like kind of consistently now um because i think they're anticipating you know within um in the next year by 2020 sometime Mm -hmm. experiencing some type of recession um, it's, it's Trump. I think it's Trump, but <laughs> nah, for real. So let's start with tip number one, which is basically creating an emergency fund or focusing on your savings. I mean, sometimes people come up with plans or, you know, we always put off for tomorrow what we really need to be doing for today. And I think as, um, again, for us as business owners, we have to think about, um, getting a cushion together for not just our household, but for the business as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're our business in its current capacity is rather new. It's a rather new establishment because of where we are in terms of location, being a, a storefront. Um, and we've grown over the years. And so we've been at this particular location for about three years. But because we're, you know, at a storefront, the overhead costs are... Um, they don't change during the recession. They don't change. <laughs> and then we still have people that work for us who really rely on commission. Mm-hmm. And so um, in the event that business slows down and it impacts them, they have to oftentimes focus on their households. And so... What do we do as a business to make sure that we can sustain if for some reason there's some type of change that impacts our flow of money? And that's putting aside money 
every month in preparation now <clears throat> for um, the upcoming recession. And what's recommended is try to have at least six months to a year worth of savings to cover um, a month's worth of expenses. Yeah, and that sounds like a lot because it is. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> to be real, I mean, I don't think we have that right now. So, um, but it's never too late to start. So, start now. Uh, those who pay tithes, hey, you know how easy it is to pay yourself first. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, you pay yourself, pay your tithes, or pay your tithes, and pay yourself whatever order you would like that to go in. <laughs> but pay yourself first. Those bills going to be there. Yep. Um, those bills going to be there. Everything that debt that you have going to be there. But always put something to the side first and foremost before you start paying out anything. Um, uh, the penny hoarder also recommends some apps. I've never used these apps before. But Stash and Acorns. I've been hearing a lot about these apps, though. So Stash, it sets up automatic stock market investments for you. So it lets you invest as little as $5 into a simple portfolio. Um, and you can set it up to pull specific amounts of money from your account at specific times. Um, I've been hearing a lot about Acorns. Um, Acorns, it rounds your purchases up to the nearest dollar. And then it sends that money into an investment account for you automatically. So those are some of the things that you could do to kind of save money without even thinking about it. You know what I mean? So it's just like if you start if you start those apps today, you know, you just, you know, you go to the store, you purchase something for um, three ninety five or something, you know, and I guess it rounds it up to four dollars and that extra five cent goes into a, an investment and you like you're not really missing that. I think that one kind of confuses me, though, their recommendations, because one of the things that, you know, is directly linked to a recession is um, the stock market. So, you know, I don't know what type of investments it's talking about, but a lot of times they're talking about some type of um, investments that are linked directly to how stocks are performing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, but I think with acorns, it actually can save it for you, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I think you can actually just kind of put it in uh, savings. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Step or recommendation two is getting a side hustle. Um, and there's so many side hustles out here nowadays. Yes. I mean, like, you got honestly, it. I don't understand how people don't have a job. Like, if you got a car, you got Uber, you got Lyft, you got Uber Eats, you Hub got Grub. Hub Grub, you got Shipped, Shipped, you got all of these jobs out here. Uber Eats? I just said that. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought you just said Uber. I said Uber Eats, too. Oh. But, um, yeah, you got all of these jobs. I mean, and then you even have some at-home jobs. You yep. got a computer and an internet. You got customer service jobs that you could do. Um, at home online so it's it's ways to do stuff but getting a side gig in preparation for a uh, recession just to put away they can give you the extra money you need to put to the side mm-hmm. yeah and I also recommended Fiverr I don't know how many people of you guys are familiar with Fiverr but the cool thing about Fiverr is we've used Fiverr for mm-hmm. like um, logos, logos uh, for t-shirt designs and mm-hmm. things of that nature um, got a logo made for the kids uh, before. And so Fiverr is a place where you can really 
basically sell your services or sell your products almost like a etsy you know what i'm saying but it's it's more service based like mm -hmm. someone can go there and say hey i'm looking for a logo for my business and give you the specifications and people basically can be you can select them and um if you like their rate you know mm -hmm. you can go with them and it's just a real easy process so yeah. i i like fiverr spell f-i-v-e-r-r yeah so it has two r's on the end if you're interested in looking it up um, but I thought that some of their recommendations were really, really interesting because in today's a day and age, like Lamar said, it's almost hard to see people not having a job because there's so many different options available. Right. Um, one of the biggest thing I thought about is for all the people who sell real estate, because the last time we had a recession, I was actually a realtor. Um, and I got a job around that time because the housing market crashed when the recession hit and so for those realtors who are fairly new i was fairly new i think i had only been doing real estate for about two two and a half years so i was still building up clientele building up name recognition and so if you don't if you're still out there working and networking and and trying to um become known as a realtor you're not selling as much right and so if it hits a recession then we have a surplus of realtors. Like in today's society, it seems like one thing we are not short of is attorneys and realtors. And realtors. <laughs> um, and yeah. it was something. One more. You made you threw me off when you said that. Attorneys, realtors, and um, tax preparers, life coaches. Like it's just like we got a surplus of all these little professions, and so. I think if you are in a market like that where you're an attorney, um, attorneys are probably going to be straight because people get into situations where they need attorneys all the time. But um, if you're a realtor, you definitely want to look at having your resume up to date, um, updating your LinkedIn account, and really considering getting you a little side hustle. Um, the third recommendation is paying down your debts, especially credit card debts. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people, you know, use credit cards for a lot of things. But oh, hold on, I'm gonna go back one. I'm gonna go back one. So you remember when the kids wanted a computer when they were starting their business, mm -hmm. and we used Facebook Marketplace to sell a lot of the things that the kids no longer could even use, like power wheels. Um, we sold a power wheel on Facebook Marketplace. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about and, that. Uh, yeah. And we bought them a computer. We, and then we took all, because we had piggy banks. So that's kind of old school way of doing things is the way to save money. Get you a piggy bank. All that loose change that you lose <laughs> in either your car seats or anything like that. Or at the end of the day, you know how you have all that loose change on your dresser? Put it in a piggy bank. And when we went and cashed out, we had... A lot of money saved up out of those piggy banks. Um, yeah, I, those I, are small things you can do because, like a piggy bank, you can get the very large ones mm -hmm. that you just drop. You know, because pennies, honestly, when I get pennies, I try not to even keep them. You know what I'm saying? So, but every time I come home, even to this day, I'm stuffing change. Like our piggy bank is full, <laughs> and I'm still trying to stuff change. I don't hardly ever have change, so I do, and it's just like I'm always stuffing change in the you piggy bank. You know we bank. got a little, little empty piggy banks. No, I didn't. What are you? I think it's in the top of the closet. We need to break cool, them out. Clear one. Um, and and since you went there, there another method that I know um I've 
heard other people recommend is when they do have cash, um, which I hardly ever carry. But in addition to making like a dedicated transfer to a savings account, anytime um, they have a $5, they don't spend it. They drop the $5 in a bank, like a little piggy bank. Mm -hmm. So like they may set a budget of transferring $50. A $5 bill. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. They may set a budget of transferring like $50 a payday or $50 a week or mm -hmm. whatever into a savings account. But anytime they come across a $5 bill, they just put a $5 bill in the piggy bank. Yeah. And they do that for like a whole year before they cash it out or once it, until it gets full. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, automatic transfers are the truth. So you got a bank account, go online, set up an automatic transfer to transfer, to transfer from... Whatever account. So, from your primary checking account, or if you got a joint account or whatever, set up that automatic transfer that goes straight into your savings account. Every, you know, every two weeks, every payday, or however often you like to do that. That way you don't really see it. And once you get paid, it's already there. You know what I mean? So, and it's already transferred and you don't have to worry about it. Um, I think another good thing to do is people who can't, who are not disciplined enough to like stay out of their savings account, get an account at a different bank that is not close to you, <laughs> that is not as easily accessible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That you can transfer money to, but you can't easily access that money. You know what I mean? So, just another little thing. Then All we can go. Alright, so let's go back to paying down your debt. I think right now in preparation, if you can eliminate unnecessary expenses, if you can get rid of credit card payments, um, if you can double up on loan payments, whatever, it's important to try to prepare yourself to so that you're retaining as much money in your house as possible, as much money in your business as possible. Uh, for businesses, you want to have working capital. So any unnecessary expenses that you don't have to have, any overhead expenses that are just unnecessary, this is the time to eliminate those things in preparation. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I had two Young Living. So we we use Young Living products here at Life Touch Massage. And I've had two Young Living accounts for a long time that I had automatic orders on. And I just canceled one because, first of all, why would I have two? I don't know. It just didn't make sense. So I just canceled one of them. And, you know, and that eliminated over a hundred some dollars a month right there that I was just ordering products on. So I canceled one of those. Um, sometimes you have apps on your phone that you don't really use, but you might be paying a monthly fee. Um, it's time to kind of narrow that down. You know what I mean? So... If you don't, if you have three music apps, if you got Amazon Radio, Pandora, and Spotify, and um, what's Jay Z app? Title. And title. All right, it's time to narrow some down. You got all them? No. Hmm. So I got three of them though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time. It's time. Say, it's time, like time to. Um, it's time to narrow something down to where you don't need all of those. You know what I mean? So those little monthly expenses that you use, on, especially apps on your phone, they can add up. Lamar is the app king. He he has so many three ninety nine, two ninety nine, four ninety nine coming out. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. It is. Yeah, so I need to do some more narrowing on my end. And he always telling me about a new app. He always well, I'm gonna just get the I'm gonna, I'm gonna just get the family one. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't be using I only use Spotify. 
<laughs> well, the only thing he got for the both of us is I'm using. Yeah, I I had to switch back from Spotify to Pandora because there's things that I like on each one. You know what I mean? So, anywho, the next the next recommendation is adjusting your four hundred one k or your investment portfolio. I think it's a this is a big one for a lot of people because the last time we experienced a recession, a lot of people experienced. Uh, significant losses in their retirement or 401k plans. I remember my brother uh, having specific investments that he had. Um, uh, he had some of his 401k allocated towards, and he took a huge hit to his 401k because uh, you know, for those of you who don't really have um, investment portfolios or uh, a 401k, you know, they're a lot of people's retirement plans are linked to um, certain stock investments and you can invest in, um, you know, certain stocks. So you, you can have a certain investment portfolio. Well, during a recession, a lot of times there are there are issues with the stock market. You know, um, there are a lot of losses for a lot of companies and if you've invested in that, you take a loss, you take a hit. And so it says the nation's 401ks and IRAs lost nearly $2.5 trillion in the last half of 2008 alone. That's a lot of money because the stock market, the American stock market took such a plunge. And it says if you are too heavily invested in stocks, then, you know, you need to look at your 401k. You need to consider your age, how close you are to retirement. So for those of you who are really close, you know, five years out, two, two years out to retiring, it's really important to look at where your money is being invested. Um... And then the uh, the fifth tip is make yourself indispensable at work. A lot of times when there is a recession, um, companies downsize. Companies mm-hmm. close out um, satellite locations and, you know, they close, um, you know, sister locations. Companies merge and all of that. And so the first people to be eliminated are people who are in non-essential roles. They're yeah. non-essential employees. And if you are possibly even in a position that is a non-essential position, have you made yourself uh, indispensable to the company? Have you acquired um, new skills? Are you able to work in one more than one area? Are you a team player? And have you kissed a Nevaez? Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, it's, it's yeah, the, my bad. I'm embarrassing her. Um, <laughs> it's, it's about, no, not really kissing ass, but being um, noticeable. Because sometimes, especially if you work for a big company, people might not really notice you. You know what I'm saying? Like you work there, but they don't know you. Sometimes even sparking a small but meaningful conversation to a higher up can cause them to, to remember you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the little things that you can do to cause people to remember you. You know what I mean? So actually asking your supervisor or manager about their day or starting a conversation with them. Because that's going to save you. <laughs> so she being funny. 
But actually, it could. I, I, I agree. Yeah, it actually could. Like, if there's nothing outside of your primary work duties that you can do, those little things could probably help. Yeah, I think especially if you work for a company that a big thing is their values or how they're represented. Um, do you volunteer? Like, do you volunteer to do anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, I used to work for AmSouth before it came, became Regions. And they had, um, what's the name of the program that builds houses? Um, Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity. So we volunteer for Habitat for Humanity to help build a house. You know what I'm saying? With the, with the company. But you have a lot of people who just don't. You know, they just like, I'm just coming, just here to get paid. You know what I mean? Don't like, ask me to do nothing Don't ask extra. me to do nothing extra. I ain't doing nothing extra. And those are the people that get eliminated. First. First. You know, because to them, they're not essential. May the odds ever be in your favor. And, and to be <laughs> honest, they don't really mean anything to the higher-ups. And I, and I hate to say it in that way, but the people, the higher-ups know the people who are just there to get paid. Why are you talking about the higher ups like? <laughs> I mean, I mean like supervisors, managers, whoever the decision makers, they That's know who's there only to get paid, and they know who actually enjoys their work, enjoys the environment, and enjoys the people around them. And who's vested in the company's vision or mission? Yeah, they know that. And even if you're not, if a recession is approaching. You better pretend like you need. You probably need to fake it till you make it. <laughs> so, just to be real with you. Yeah, I mean, it become Hunger Games out there. Yeah. When a recession hit. Mm-hmm. And then the the last one is stay on the hunt. You know, if you realize that you're in a company that is one of in one of those industries um, where if a recession hit, they would be greatly impacted. This is, again, a good time to update your resume, update your LinkedIn, make sure you're networking, you know, make sure that you're out there keeping your eyes open for a job that you can easily transition into. Mm -hmm. Um, Because nobody wants to see an economic downturn, but, you know, unfortunately, it's inevitable, according to... um, the trends that they're seeing now. And I, I think for us, you know, we wanted to really bring this topic up because for one, I feel like in our communities and African-American communities, we don't prepare like other, uh, other cultures. We're not as, um, unified as we should be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think we don't talk about finances and we don't talk about finances enough. And the reality is our culture is at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to economics. Yeah, and financial literacy. And financial yeah. literacy. And so I think it's really important for us to have these conversations because when things go downhill, it's a slippery slope, you know. What is this slippery slope <laughs> thing? Because you're freaking me out with that. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a slippery slope. Stop man. saying it. <laughs> So when things begin (laughs) to go downhill, you know, people are stressed. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the recession hitting my parents really hard the last time. You know what I'm saying? And I think for us being... Oh, yeah. I remember that. for, For us being, you know, 
um, newly married. We had only been married for a few years. We was having a whole bunch of kids. We had just had another baby. You know what I'm saying? We weren't in a position to be able to support my parents in the way that I wish they could have supported, been supported. And then um, we had just found out that my dad was experiencing the early stages of dementia. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a whole lot. And my parents were really at 60. They were like two years away from being able to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, or collect social security. And so I, I really think that for someone who's older, for people who are not as financially well off, it is important to start thinking about this because you not watching the news or you not thinking about it don't make it go away. Mm, you know what I'm true. saying? This is true. And so um, I, I think it. I've kind of take it as my responsibility as a therapist to do the best that I can to empower people with knowledge and empower them um, with resources as much as possible because God has gifted me with the, the capacity to, to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. He gifted you with a husband with the capacity that's able to do so. I was going to so. say, were you going to say husband, period? <laughs> I was. He's looking at me. So, um... <laughs> I think all in all, we're trying to say is get prepared, be prepared. Get ready, get ready, um, get ready. And you know, and uh, you know, I'm, I, I believe in God, and I believe in um, and all of that. And I think sometimes what, 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 I'm, I'm about to go. I'm about oh. to take you there. <laughs> uh, I believe sometimes the church uh, will let you to believe that um, they don't really teach you about preparation. They just kind of let you know that hey. You believe in God. You, recession not going to affect you. Pray over that. Yeah, that is fine and well. But I believe you also need practical steps to prepare. Well, they also say faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And so you can have faith. But what are you also doing to make sure that you're being a good steward of what you have and making good decisions? Right. Right. So don't just say, I'm going to pray about it. Do something. You know what I mean? So actually start now. If you haven't started already, start now. Because we don't want to see anybody in a bad financial position because of things that are out of our control. Yeah. And don't live above your means. That's another thing. You know, so you can start with that now. Like if you're really thinking about... He off script, y'all. Getting that new BMW, (laughs) getting that new whatever... Maserati. Yeah, so just just relax for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Just for a minute. Make sure you got your duckies in a row. If you got it like that, you got it like that. No boats, know. no motorcycles right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> on, on that note. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it for us. Quick and to the point. Just really hoping everybody's paying attention, keeping themselves tuned in to what's going on around them. And until next time, live your best life. Living through your stress life. Peace.